When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday or Saturday morning. I don't know your life. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Today on the BWI Daily Edition, we are discussing the five most interesting players coming to Penn State's Junior Day this upcoming weekend. It is the third Junior Day. This is the day, from what Ryan Snyder has talked about previously, that if uh, if you haven't been to Penn State yet, there should be a good crop of talent here on Saturday. Is that still the case? I haven't asked him yet, so we're going to find out on the BWI Daily Edition. Happy Friday to you, Ryan. Welcome to the final junior day. Appreciate all the hard work you put in over the last month tracking these things and then telling us about it here on the BWI Daily Edition. So you ready to do it one more time? One more time, yeah. Should be a, I mean, we'll get into everything now, but it, it, it should be a good junior day. I would say last weekend's, the, the late editions that came Friday and Saturday kind of equaled it to, to what we see this weekend. But, you know, you're still looking at 20 plus scholarship guys probably closer to two dozen when it's all said and done so that would be a, a great crop I, I think a lot of schools uh would would love to have that kind of talent on their on their campus each weekend what are you gonna do in february like what are you not gonna work. do with yourself not work <laughs> no that's you what i mean dad what, what are you gonna do like oh, okay so just full-time dad be stuff <laughs> it's look there's always something i mean i'm sure guys you know there's gonna be guys coming out of these junior days that cut their list uh, but it, this is, I would say, the February dead period has become the most dead of the dead periods. You have the August one, too. At least there's preseason going on. There's a couple yep. of guys like, all right, hey, I want to get this over with. You know, you get like a, a Jackson Smolik, for example, someone. And then, But the July dead period is when everybody commits coming off of those June official visits now. So there's three main dead periods. Of course, there's a the little one during Christmas, but there's a lot going on there. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. out of the three out of the three big June three big junior days, three big dead periods. February is the one that really is kind of the most dead. And the NCAA put that in because recruiting was just going so nonstop uh, that the coaches just needed a time to focus on their team, to self-evaluate, as Franklin always says, self-scout uh, and get ready for spring practice. So that's why the NCAA put that in a couple years ago. Uh, obviously, there's always electronic communication, you know, coaches calling up guys. That'll never end. But as far as... Uh, you know, actually things slowing down and, and players being able to focus on school, coaches being able to focus on their teams, uh, th- this next month will, will be that time. Well, happy Valentine's Day then early for you and your wife <laughs> that you actually have some time together, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Doubtful. Not when you have two kids, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one interesting thing I'm fascinated by, just because of the timing of everything, um, is that Michael Van Buren was on campus, but he was not on campus for uh the junior day and Mm -hmm. i think this is a good time for a player that is a part of the penn state conversation in 2024 uh to have our latest penn state prospect spotlight with michael van buren so the first thing i want to ask you here is uh why was it a visit on a thursday or i believe it was thursday right and and why not uh on the weekend or one of these other times 
Yes. I, I, has Michael told me specifically why? No, I would assume it's to get that one-on-one time. I, I, I would assume Penn State uh, scheduled it that way or Michael wanted it that way. Uh, because, look, just look at his two previous visits. The one was in the spring, came with a bunch of St. Francis teammates, and the other was for the Ohio State game, right, which also had a bunch of St. Francis teammates. You have to, at some point through this process, Anthony Specka, for example, had it back July. You need that one day, or Penn State would like for you to have that one day where it's just you and the staff. Now, of course, with everything going on right now from a recruiting perspective, most of the staff was still out on the road yesterday. But all you need for a quarterback, you need Yurchich here, you need Danny O'Brien here, you need Franklin here. And I know all three of those guys are here. I'm sure a couple others maybe made it back early as well. So uh, good good reviews coming out of this visit. Uh, It was kind of everything you would expect him to say, right? Uh, Got the one-on-one time that he needed, got to spend – uh, quality time with Yurchins and Danny O'Brien going over the offense. Got to have extended conversations with just him and James Franklin and, of course, his family as well on just how he how uh, Penn State can help him moving forward, what's important with Penn State, of course, the family-oriented vibe that you hear that all the time with guys, and just taking taking Michael as a football player and developing there, but also you know as a man and, and you know getting your degree and, and doing all the things that Penn State uh, really emphasizes. So those were those were some of the main things Michael came uh, stressed to me coming out of that visit. Uh, the one thing I'll also say with Mike is just that he's very I don't want to say guarded because he he does interviews, but he's not someone to do like the long ten minute fifteen minute chat on the phone and really open up. So he's always kept it pretty close to the chest as far as like really where he's leaning. I mean, one question I texted him was just kind of where's Penn State stack up. Uh, with an Oregon or with some of these other schools and yeah he, he doesn't I don't want to say take the bait because that's the wrong word I'm not trying to trick him but he doesn't he's always just like I like the school we'll see what happens which is the right thing to say and I and I uh, respect that and understand that so he's all he's not one to really open up to too much he, he did narrow schools to, to eight I think Oregon is is probably feels like one of Penn State's top competitors Miami's another one a lot of people have talked about uh, we'll, we'll see with maybe an Oregon or, or Michigan or some other schools. We'll, we'll see down the road. But uh, Penn State should be top three with Michael Van Buren. I think the big question really moving forward is just kind of where's Van Buren stack up on, on that quarterback board? And that's I yeah. don't have an answer for that. I, everybody's been asking that, especially since Samaj Jones visited two weeks ago. Where does Samaj uh, stand? Where does Michael stand? We've made it really clear, I think, for a long time that Luke Cromanhoek would be the guy that – if they got him, Penn State would uh, love, you know, just love, would love that. But th- that would be the only quarterback they'd probably take in this class. I, I, I'm starting to get the vibe because I don't think Chrome is going to come here. I'm starting to get the vibe. There's a real chance Penn State takes two quarterbacks. So would they take Van Buren and Samaj? Would Samaj and Van Buren be okay with that? Those right. are things that all got to get worked out down the road. But both of those guys, certainly your top five, I would say probably top three, four. Uh, Jalen Brad, Jaden Bradford is someone I need to get a better feel for. Will he make it back? Let's see. But uh, both of them are clearly very interested in Penn State. Uh, for fans that are just being introduced to Michael Van Buren, let's uh, meet him in the on three rankings. On three has him as the 202nd player in the nation. Five foot eleven and a half, 185 pounds. Uh, in the consensus, he's much higher. You can see that they're 67th nationally. And I think this is the interesting dichotomy of a five foot eleven quarterback. And you know, we've both talked to Charles Power and how he ranks quarterbacks. So guys that maybe lack certain 
prototypical size and strength might be a little bit lower for on three than uh, in other recruiting services. But what's your read on Van Buren? I know we've talked about him a little bit here on the show, but can you go into some of your thoughts about him as a football player and that fit at Penn State, which I know is kind of what we just discussed of where is he on the board? But, you know, how, how do you think all of that shakes out uh, when you see all this information here, according to, you know, what we got here at on three? So I've only watched him up close, like one full time outside of a camp, like watching a full game. Uh, there's a lot I like. There's there's certainly things he can improve on. I, I would say this, like when I watch Samaj Jones and Van Buren, I kind of lean towards Samaj as being a little bit of a, I don't want to say smarter player because they both make good decisions, but I, I, I just, I, I like Samaj a little bit more if, if I'm being honest. And I, and I think Charles Power does too. Charles has him as a, as a four-star prospect. Uh, in the well, I, he has he has Michael as a four star prospect as well, but yeah. Uh, I, I look the big thing is just is the size that that's the big thing everybody talks about, and it's the same with Samaj. It's an issue with Samaj. Well, what's Jaden Bradford? I'm trying to pull up Jaden Bradford's size. I believe he's uh, six foot him. even. Okay, uh, so he's probably five eleven too. <laughs> right, <laughs> so exactly. Probably, <laughs> none of them are you know six two. You know that that prototypical size. I mean, I, I like Van Buren. I, I would I would personally lean towards Samaj a little bit. I think the the issue with Samaj is he's probably another inch below Van Buren. Honestly, mm-hmm. and I think Samaj is a little bit closer to five ten. So I, I just think Penn State has a lot to figure out there. Both both have a lot to offer. Good players, uh, but if this was the year for Penn State to find. I'm not going to say the next Aller, you know, every, every couple of years, you know, you want to get a home run there. I just yeah. don't, I don't see it out there right now. If I'm being honest, they're good, a lot of good players, but there, there's no five-star elite prospect that is, is knocking down Penn state's door right now. I mean, Julian's saying they liked a lot. Of course he's committed to Alabama. And then you have Croman Hoke, who isn't quite as ranked as high, but on Penn state's board, they love him. And then outside yeah. of that, you know, you had Davey Belfort a while back. He's not going to end up at Penn State, but he's another guy who's under six foot. There's a lot of options there. I, I, I like one other thing, too, is KJ Jackson's a guy we haven't talked about a ton. He did come up to Penn State in the summer. Still trying to get a better feel for his season and how Penn State's looked at him. He has more of that size with 6'3", 215. But the size isn't everything. I don't want to say that's everything. You got to make yeah. good decisions. You got to be a good game manager. I've seen Samaj a little bit more. I lean towards Samaj from that perspective a bit more. But uh, at the end of the day, it ain't me making that decision. That's Mike Yurchich. Yeah, the the recruiting process, obviously, you want to have uh, the highest ceiling possible, right? Like a, most of this is built off of height, weight, speed, physical ability. But then, you know, what takes you over the top? And I think the the soft skills of a quarterback, especially in high school, might be some of the hardest to understand. And that's where a lot of the nuance of maybe a guy that isn't a – this is what I was trying to say the other day. Maybe a guy that isn't a high four-star, five-star guy – um, I just, from some of the things I've seen from these guys, the soft skills mean a lot to, um, uh, mean a lot to what Penn State wants and what Mike Yersich wants in a quarterback. But obviously, you're looking for the complete package, and that's that's kind of the difference between what you see on film and some recruiting services. I think you know, on three does a great job of of taking that into consideration. But you know, when you're when you got a bunch of four star quarterbacks, what's the differentiating factor? One of the differentiating factors, you mentioned this a couple times, Van Buren is a St. Francis prospect. So having him be interested in Penn State and coming up to Penn State is not necessarily uh, a surprise. But um, how, how do you factor that into this whole conversation as well? Until they land someone from St. Francis, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but look, St. Joseph preps the same thing. 
It's the yeah. same thing. It's the same issue. Uh, you know, with with what they've had over the years with Samoa Jones. Obviously, they got a read from there, um, but I, I don't. I don't think anybody at either of those schools is against Penn State. I think some fans think that that there's something mm-hmm. against it. I just I just don't know if those guys have always fit Penn State. Uh, I think a lot of guys coming to those schools, like they they have more on their mind is more about NFL and yeah. playing right away and some of those things more than family oriented vibe and uh, academics and some of those things that that Penn State really preaches. So. I, I, I don't I don't have a great answer for it. I never have a great answer for it, and I don't want to kind of skirt around the question. But I, I get it asked all the time on the board, and until Penn State lands guys from St. Francis, it's just tough for me to take that school not seriously because I take the school seriously. It's a great program, yeah. but it's tough for me to be like, ah, Michael Van Buren's coming to Penn State. I, I feel really good about this because there's been like three or four guys over the years where I felt like, yeah, this is the one. This is gonna be the one that ends it, and then they end up somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a, a business mindset, I think, is, you know, even IMG, a lot of these places that have that sort of um, have that sort of uh, vibe to them as a school. It's just interesting. And it's a fun anecdote here on the show. But, you know, there's always a way to take things very seriously and make it less than a fun anecdote, uh, which you can always do on the BWI message board. Join Blue White Illustrated for just twenty nine ninety nine, and you can go in there and you can get all that information. You can get these inside thoughts, maybe some uh, stuff we're not going to talk about here on the show. You can get that bluewhiteillustrated.com. Sign up for twenty nine ninety nine. You get now until the start of next football season. So recruiting, the whole recruiting calendar that Ryan just laid out for you, you'll get all that information for just thirty bucks. Uh, heading into next season so you'll know where Penn State stands heading into the final stretch if they can put together a another top 10 class which was a question on uh, that ended the mailbag show on Thursday Um, of course if you're watching here please like the video always super helpful that helps us uh, keep the engine running into the off season and uh, we want to bring you as much content as possible I'm here five days a week whether I'm on camera or not so I'm here every single day I know there's a lot of people that are here every single day. And we're going into the offseason. We'll be here for you. So make sure you like the video so that we're still around uh, come next year. And, of course, subscribe. Keelan Adams. We've covered uh, Biscuit Higgins from just about every single angle this week. And the hiring Biscuit, of I never heard. Hold on. I never heard anyone say Biscuit Higgins before. That I mean, I heard Biscuit and I heard Mark. Marcus Hagan. I never heard Biscuit Hagan. Sorry, go ahead. That was interesting. No, I, I wanted to, because for some reason I'm still afraid of saying Marcus because I read it and it doesn't read Marcus. Marquise? Yeah. Right. So, so I, I, I just, feel you on that one. I just opted out and I went Biscuit. Um, this is where the rubber meets the road is Keelan Adams. You had a chance to speak with him this week. Um, this is a, a guy, he's from the Tidewater, right? Keelan, Keelan Adams. Correct. The area that Penn State is presumably targeting by bringing Higgins on board. So what was your first conversation about all of this now that it's in place? Yeah, certainly that he's had good talks with Marcus, certainly that it's a, it's a good hire from that perspective. But I think he also made it clear that there's not some longstanding relationship here either. So it is on Higgins now to build that longstanding relationship, to take that next step forward uh, and, and really uh, you know, show Keelan Adams that he's the kind of prospect that I think Penn State, the rest of Penn State staff thinks he is. Now, I don't know... I don't know enough about Virginia's recruiting style. I don't know maybe if 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 Higgins was focused a little bit more elsewhere. I, I one thing actually I will say is this: a school like Virginia does not recruit at the same pace normally as Penn State, 
Uh, Penn State usually has way more committed players by the time uh, Virginia really kind of gets going with their class. Virginia, some of those lower schools are trying to backfill commitments in later when Penn State is already starting to focus on the next class. So that could be part of it. Uh, but that, but there certainly needs to be more, I say more of an effort, but more of a relationship there than I thought there was probably uh, a few days ago. So they've offered, one one other thing too with Adams, is Adams never visited Virginia. So you have to go visit and, and, and meet these coaches for the first time to really kickstart relationships. That's always so incredibly important. So let's see if Adams can make it up here in the spring. Of course, there's a February dead period coming now, so he won't be able to visit really until probably mid-March is when realistically visits will, will start resuming. Uh, I think he likes Higgins. They've had multiple conversations. He likes that Higgins is from his area. There's a lot of things he can relate with. And uh, that relationship should help Penn State. But if you're if you... And I and I even was guilty of this to some degree. If you look back to Monday, Tuesday when that when that happened, and, and you connect the dots, how Hagen's offered Keelan, you know this should this should be really good. I think what I really learned was that there's not much of there's not as big of a relationship there as I thought. And like I said, it's on Hagen's now to to take that uh, the next step. Yeah, and if you want to get any of that information, you can check out the BWI Daily Edition. Uh, you can subscribe to the playlist, I think, or you can just check out the site. We've talked about uh, this particular topic several times this week. It's just interesting to see the uh, application of all these things in real time and how uh, he's hired and then immediately is out on the road and is, is recruiting and all of those things that come with uh, a late addition to a staff. Or even an early edition. doesn't matter. As soon as you're hired, you're out on the road recruiting. So we'll keep you up to date on that as well. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com to get more information uh, about how all of that happens. Another guy that uh, there's a strong link between Penn State and Jalen Harvey. There's another one. There's another thread tying these two together from what I understand. Fill everybody in on what that is, please. Yeah, he's just supposed to be here this weekend. I mean, Jalen has... RSVP'd for a lot of visits and has not shown for a lot of visits. There's, I mean, now he's also come to a lot of visits as well. He's been here, I think, four, four or five times now, uh, dating back to last season. I think like three of them though were like for back to back to back games this past season. So that number is a little bit skewed. Uh, I think it was four, excuse me. So he was here in April. He was here in June. The June visit was like a team camp, and then he came for uh, the Northwestern game and the Minnesota game, I believe it was. So. Uh, this would be visit number five. Uh, we I just spoke with Jalen literally right before we were doing this. So this was kind of uh, not breaking news by the time you're reading this. And if you're on our site, you, you should know that. But uh, getting Harvey back, I mean, I, I don't – Harvey wasn't able to make the, the January 14th visit. So let's see if he gets him back for visit number five. I mean, you would, you would think that Harvey would be one of those guys that in, in April, March, April – would maybe consider ending this, uh, especially when you just look at the visit disparity. I mean, there's this is visit number five for Penn State. He's been to Maryland, West Virginia, Vodtech, and Duke all one time. So this is more visits to Penn State than every other school combined so far from what we've seen with one three. So a lot there to, to think that Penn State's going to be in a good position to, to push for a commitment. But uh, let's see if he makes it back here this weekend. He's saying he's coming back. That's news that really is just kind of breaking here Friday uh, mid-afternoon, and uh, we wanted to get that out there. Just so uh, people are more familiar with On3.com, I know we, we did this a little bit earlier with uh, Michael Van Buren, but here, here's what Ryan is talking about. Here are the visits for um, Jalen Harvey versus everybody else. And when you're thinking of and when you when you're p- want to put in a prediction, this is a large part of what goes into your consideration beyond what you know about the player, right? 
Well, it, it goes. It's not even just me. Like, yes, that that's part of it. My for me, when I put in picks, it's more so I'm talking to people that know what the hell they're talking about, and they're saying, okay, it's you know, it's right. it's time. But the RPM, which is an algorithm uh, on Three's recruiting prediction machine, we call it the RPM. Uh, that takes visits well into account. So that's that's a big reason. Now, look, we have picks in for Jalen Harvey. That's why if you look at the RPM, it's a 97.6. But if Sean and I don't have picks in for Jalen, those five visits compared to everybody else would still have Penn State as like a 70, you know, maybe 70, maybe low 80 percent uh, leading in Penn State's favor. So uh, we've always I've said this. I've been doing this for over a decade now. And I think any fan who follows this closely, you know, you follow the visits, follow the visits. And uh, that's why the on three RPM weighs so heavily in the visits because I don't know, I would say 70, 80% of the time, which I'm, I know I'm using the same numbers I just used, but it's, it's pretty accurate. Probably about 70% of the time, uh, whoever getting the most visits is, is getting the player uh, to sign come December. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So check out on 3.com the uh, recruiting prediction machine. Any of the profiles we talked about, just Google the player's name plus on 3. That'll bring you there. And, of course, it'll bring you to anything we've written about them on their profile. Are you ready to get into five interesting players coming up this weekend uh, to Happy Valley? Yeah, there's a lot of interesting players this week. This one was kind of a hard to pick. And I, I and if you're looking at the list, there was a couple like big name guys that realistically could end up at Penn State that I kept off just because I thought there was if you look at the list, there was a lot of interesting names. Like I could have probably picked seven or eight just from different you know, as we'll explain here in a second, but uh yeah, let's just get it started. I don't know. I'm just over here rambling. <laughs> I, I like it though. It's not just the most important. Interesting means interesting. It doesn't mean most right. important. So let's get to number five. <laughs> Number five. I think where do I start with this one? I'll start with Ben Roebuck for, for number five. If we're trying to have it somewhat in order. Do I oh, you got the right film there? Good job, T Frank. Yep. Okay. Oh, I'm good. I didn't to go. tell you what order I was going in. So a couple things with Ben Roebuck. One, Saint Saint Edwards, uh, which is teammates with the the Armstrong twins, Devontae and Deontay. Uh, they those two the Armstrong twins just got offers from Ohio State so I'll, that's something I need to learn more about I thought those two would probably visit Penn State this month and they didn't uh, but my point here with is this is a school Penn State wants to get in a door with okay one that's that's something you really need to know six seven two forty I think he's a little bit bigger than two forty now I'm actually is that number right I don't know six seven two forty is right but he's certainly six seven I've seen <laughs> St Edwards played Drew Aller in Drew Aller's uh, last game championship game that he lost three forty. 340, excuse me, not 240, 340. Uh, and I got to see Ben Roebuck up close, and my God, he is a monster. I mean, legitimately, you talk about Penn State wanting size and all that, this is exactly what they're what they're going for yep. there. So a true tackle prospect. Uh, Michigan reporters seem to think he's leaning towards Michigan, which I don't, I don't argue against. Uh, it makes sense. He's visited Michigan a bit more than he's visited Penn State. He doesn't hold a Penn State offer, or he doesn't hold an Ohio State offer, excuse me. So there's a lot there that makes sense uh, out of the big three and the big 10, why Michigan would be the favorite. This will be his third visit to Penn State, uh, which would be the second most to any school. He's been to Ohio State and Michigan uh, four times each. Like I said, doesn't hold a, a Buckeye offer now. So, and when you're following the visits, 
Michigan makes sense to be the favorite. And after just visiting Michigan this past weekend, his friend Luke Hamilton's committed. There's, there is a momentum there for Michigan. This might be, I'm not going to say Penn State's last chance, but this might be Penn State's chance to say, hey, you know, you really need to consider us more, maybe slow your roll with Michigan a bit. Or this could end up just, he ends up committing to Michigan kind of soon. So that's what makes this yep. important to me is that Michigan has the momentum right now. This is certainly a player that Penn State wants. Can they slow that momentum? Can they can they make this a 1A, 1B situation? Or yep. has Michigan kind of totally taken, taken the lead from uh, in this recruitment? He- he certainly is a Michigan prospect. You look at him, his run blocking ability, his down blocking ability, especially if his ability to collapse the right side of the offensive line. The thing that's interesting to me is like this is this goes into that category of player uh, for uh, the the offensive line commits that we've seen with Phil Troutwine of guys that can play anywhere or guys that are only a right tackle. You know, Malik McNeil to me was only ever going to be a right tackle. Ben Roebuck, if he doesn't work out at right tackle, he I, I don't see him kicking inside. So the you need tackle prospects. And I, this is the funny thing of, like, you need tackle prospects, but when I see guys like Ben Roebuck and he's got that potential, he's got that size, but then I don't see – I mean, pass protection is huge for Penn State and for, for Mike Yersich's offense wanting to throw the ball vertically down the field. Um, I just – I, I have a hard time o- – overlooking that and and some of the things mm-hmm. in profiles like this of course these are only highlights right so but there are certain things you can pick up from just movement skills and watching a guy and how he just physically moves around the field that true six seven when you're that tall it's hard to kick inside if you can't hang at tackle so one anyway of the, one of the biggest mistakes i feel like i made is when i went and saw aller i i knew roebuck was gonna be good but i didn't I didn't realize to the extent he was. And I just, I wish I would have filmed him more. I wish I would have filmed that game more, focused on him more. I, I did know the Armstrong twins. There was a couple others uh, in that game. Um, I'm trying to remember the one kid. I think he went to, went to one of the smaller Big Ten schools. But anyway, I, I just didn't focus on him enough. And there was just one thing I could change. And maybe one thing that I kind of learned from that experience is when you're going to see these massive schools and you're going for one guy, like just film everything. And that's yeah. that's something I've I tried to do this year because you never know who that, who that sophomore is that's going to emerge down the road and somebody you need to have more info on. All right. Well, let's head to number four. Number four. Dealer's right, choice, Ryan. Go wherever. Yeah, you let's want. stay. Let's stay O line. I think Dante DeAndre Carter, excuse me, uh, w- would be a good pick here at number four uh, from California, guys. So, so we're gonna hit on another guy here in a second that's from a state that never visits here, uh, which is why he's on this list, of course. But uh, a solid four-star offensive lineman coming from California to visit Penn State in January when the visit is not an official visit. That's something that doesn't happen. Yeah. We can point to Rose Bowl success. You can point to some things that uh, I think are a reason why he's visiting. I will say Penn State has made a very strong effort with Modern Day. Every time they're in California, they are stopping in Santa Ana to stop by Modern Day. And I do think you have seen that because, because of those visits and because of Franklin's push there to get into that school – uh, it's resulting in some visits. If you remember back for the Ohio State game, uh, Brandon Baker, Elijah Brown, those are two quality 2024 prospects from modern day. They visited, and they also came with their 2025 running back, Jordan Davison. One also thing with Jordan Davison, too, is Jordan actually trained with Journey Brown while Journey Brown was out in California, too. So there is a tie. Journey has some sort of a tie with, with a few people at modern day. Something to keep an eye on there. But, uh, but the other thing I will say about this, too, and you got to fans need to realize this, is a school like modern day, has so much financial backing that they have they have genuinely like just 
rich alums paying for these kids to fly across the country, do whatever visits they want. I remember talking to the guys about this uh, when they came out for the Ohio State game that I, I think there's a couple just Richard Lums there. They want their football program to be so good. And modern day is like one of the best football programs. I wanted to ask you, what's the, what's the comparison um, for the East coast teams, uh, schools and programs at Penn State. They could beat anybody. Fans might know. I mean, they could beat anybody there. I don't think there is a comparison. I mean, the comparison would be IMG and St. Francis, but those schools are a little different. Like, don't get me wrong. Some modern day pools from all over California, but like IMG and St. Francis pool nationally where, Modern day doesn't quite pull, I don't believe on that from that extent, but uh, those are the those are the kind of programs you're talking about here, though. Truly, schools that can play anybody, beat anybody on any given day. Maybe Bishop Gorman would be a good example, uh, but there's no East Coast. This isn't like Bishop McDevitt or right. or even, I mean even Saint Joe. Maybe Saint Joseph's Prep. Maybe Saint Joseph's Prep would be actually kind of a fair one because Saint Joseph's Prep uh, pulls more regionally than nationally, you know. But they do do Delaware, Maryland, um, but. You know, there's so much talent in California that the, the vast majority of those kids are still from Cali. But but yeah. my point this with this is DeAndre's getting uh, – it's not like – DeAndre's coming out here because he has interest in Penn State, but there's rich donors paying for these kind of visits right. uh, more so than like Penn State's a school DeAndre absolutely has to see. So I don't want to underestimate it and, 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 and make it seem like he's, you know, just visiting to visit. But I think fans need to know that kind of information because I think a lot of them would see this on the surface and think – Oh, this kid must be incredibly interested in Penn State. He's paying three grand, you know, to yep. come out here for a day trip when really it's it's people within the the, the program paying for it. But look, he's a quality offensive lineman uh, yep. and a four star guy, someone that Penn State would love to. I mean, Penn State would love to land a bunch of kids from this school. So if they can continue to you know get one visit here, maybe get an official visit in the summer, let's see where it happens. But I think you just have to include anybody from modern day uh, on a list like this. And the way that um, Phil Troutwine has been recruiting. Maybe that's the position where they are able to get the first one, and it's mm-hmm. it is it is you you make a great point of it's uh, it's not that the kid is playing paying his own way, but at the same time he is taking the time to go see a school on the East Coast when he doesn't have to. So it's uh you know it is it's fascinating to see, and it's it's interesting to see Penn State branch out to some of these schools and and get to the the national stage in recruiting. Being able to land them, as you point out, is the the next step. Anything else with uh, Carter, or do you want to move on? He just to number three? has offers from everywhere. I mean, that's the one thing also to note. I mean, you have USC in there, and I, I do think USC certainly is the the favorite with Carter, just from uh, just from talking to people out there who actually know him a little bit better than someone like myself. Uh, but he's got the Alabamas, he's got the LSU's, he's got the Georgias, got the Texases. I mean, you can talk about all, all three of the main Florida schools. Uh, I don't believe Ohio State. I'm looking for Ohio State here. I don't see Ohio State, but uh, has Michigan, Texas A&M. So, I mean, he's got offers from everywhere. So, if Penn State can just get top five with a kid like this, I think it does certainly help uh, continue to grow the relationship at modern day. I mean, the, the day Penn State pulls someone from modern day is like, our site better have like a thousand people on it. You know, like people should be going crazy. <laughs> The yeah. day that Penn State's able to pull from a national program like Modern Day, which is on the other side of the country. So give Franklin a lot of credit. Terry Smith goes out there as well. I, I, I think it's Franklin and Terry who predominantly do California. Uh, give them a lot of credit for just getting a foot in the door at that program. Now let's see if it can amount to something here, if not this year, but in the years to come. Let's get to number three. Number three. I'll go with Dylan Stevenson from Miami. Uh, 6'4", 215, four-star defensive end at a Columbus High School in Miami. Uh, ranked number 91 in the consensus, I believe. I don't have his profile in front of me, but that's what I had written down. 
already narrowed his schools down. So we have Penn State, Nebraska, Tennessee, Georgia, Auburn, Louisville, Miami, Michigan State, Michigan, and Florida State. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So top 10. Excuse me. I should have counted that before we were on air. But here, there we go. Um, so Michigan was a contender here for a while. I'm getting the vibe that Michigan's not as high on Stevenson now as once they once as they once were. Now, whether that opens the door for a school like Penn State, we'll see. Uh, Florida State and Miami have both hosted him uh, well more than every other school. And that makes sense. You, know, you, you see that regularly with the Florida guys. So whether he definitely wants to leave the state of Florida or not, we'll learn a lot more, I think, coming out of this visit. Uh, from my preliminary talks with Stevenson, certainly has a lot of interest in Penn State. There's a good relationship there gone with multiple coaches. Uh, so there seems to be very, there seems to be a lot of interest both ways. The whole Michigan kind of backing off on him from what I've heard just has me a bit intrigued. Uh, I'll be curious to see right now we have him at 6'4", 215. Where does he stack up from a size perspective? Uh, I, I'd like to learn a little bit more about his season. But, you know, when you look at these rankings and, and size and kind of getting to know the kid, there's a lot to love there. So, and I still need to learn, is Michigan truly backing off? Because that's something that we've heard uh, in passing from talking to people. But that always just kind of grabs my attention when a school like Michigan, who I thought would be top two, top three, just there's chatter that they're not as interested now. So let's see where that goes. But Penn State's very happy to get him on campus this weekend. Let's see if, uh, you know, they, they continue to push. Let's see where his numbers stack up. Uh, and he seems like a great kid, too, from getting to know him and just talking to him, getting to know his personality a bit. He does seem like someone that would fit this program pretty well. Interesting defensive end position because Penn State is right now stacked at defensive end. But this is kind of the conversation where, you're stacked right now. You have uh, Micah Parsons at linebacker, and you have a uh, Etor Grosmatos at defensive end. You've got a Shaka Tony. But if you miss too many times in too many cycles, then suddenly you need to find a Chop Robinson in the portal and make sure that you replenish. Uh, do you feel like this is a cycle where Penn State has to replenish with a bona fide star edge rusher? And do you think that that's uh, where you'd put Stevenson in, in that category? I know that you kind of said you still want to get well, to know him a little bit, but are those what kind of the the things that you're figuring out if your goal is to beat ohio state every year you need to land top guys every single year non-stop no matter what i mean you know right. like i agree with what you're saying but like yeah you every year you need to have top top 300 guys so yeah i you can certainly point to it being a deep board now but uh i mean i certainly think chop will probably be gone after this season so by the time these guys are even getting yeah. here you know adisa's gone you know there's a lot of that talent will will be out of the door anyway but you, you need to stack these cupboards as high as you can. Uh, here's what I would say, though. Is that, that's kind of the, my point. I guess I should have yeah. said, is this a guy that could contribute early? And that's kind of, in my mind, looking at the room, okay, you've got to find somebody that can contribute early because the last class, there were some guys that need some time to develop. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess this is more not a question. It's more of a comment is what it turned into is, you know, yeah. they need to find a guy that can play early because you got Mason Robinson who physically needs to develop and a couple of guys that need to develop in the position. I, I just wondering if you see that out there among if Stevenson is that guy or if there's somebody else. I have two more defensive ends to talk about here. So maybe we Ooh. can talk about that here in a second. All right. So we're getting to number two. Yeah. Number two. Okay, so let me clarify. They're not quite two defensive ends. One of them is a linebacker slash DN. We'll learn that after this weekend when we get his numbers okay. in Jamonte Waller from Picayune, Mississippi. I'm probably saying that wrong. Sorry, us, us Northerners don't really know how to pronounce that uh, Southern slang there. But 6'2", 220. 
I think Penn State likes Waller more as a linebacker, but if you watch his film here, he prim- primarily played defensive end last year. A uh, couple things with him. One, doesn't have a rating yet. I'll be very curious to, to learn more from Charles Power. I actually reached out to Charles before we started taping this to kind of get his feels. He a four-star guy. Where's he going to end up? Um, didn't, didn't hear back from Charles yet. So hopefully maybe in the coming days when we, when we uh, write recaps on this visit, I can give you a better feel there. But to me, uh, this is a very intriguing prospect, one that I think Penn State has a lot of interest in. And the fact that he's coming up this weekend should help Penn State uh, potentially moving forward here. The, I, the, Penn State never gets guys from Mississippi. Ever. I mean, California's rare. Mississippi's even incredibly more rare. So the fact that he's coming up really grabs my attention. A couple other things. He's here today, actually. He's here Friday. I believe he's just getting into town now. Going to spend all day Saturday here, and I believe go home either Saturday night. I think I think it's actually Sunday. So he's getting a little extra time here. And hey, when you're making a trip that far, yeah. um, you, you might Maybe as well, right? weekend of it. Right. A couple other things. He's actually going to the wrestling match tonight, too, which is very interesting. Penn State obviously has a massive uh, wrestling match against Iowa. Whether he has any interest in wrestling, I have no idea. So I'm actually kind of curious to see what he <laughs> thinks of wrestling uh, because I don't think wrestling's too big in Mississippi. But uh, he was also asking me about snow. Is there snow up here? He's very interested to see snow for the first time. So a lot of interesting conversation I've had with the uh, Jamonte here in the hours leading up to it. Go ahead, T. Frank. He came at the perfect time, you know? Like he did. He came at the perfect time to see snow. I love this kid. Like, I, I, I I'm going to throw his highlights up here again. Explosive. This dude runs so fast. And the way he uses his hands, his low center of gravity. I know 6'2", 220, he doesn't look like a traditional defensive end. I almost don't care. When you have movement skills like this, this is... This is what you're looking for athletically from a guy that's a top 100 pick, in my opinion. But, of course, Mm -hmm. if he doesn't have the right length, if the growth curve is off and this is what he is, like linebacker, I I don't mind. Uh, I think when you got a guy with explosiveness and and ability like this, you find a place for him on your team. Dude, I love that move right there. Sorry, T-Rex. Right? No, no, no. That's that's what I – I almost interrupted you. I just – I wanted to jump in and be like, dude, look at that. Yeah. So I I love his ability. Um, And that's kind of – that's what I'm wondering is can you find guys like this um, to to come in and compete at Penn State to kind of keep that level of Chop Robinson explosiveness in the room? Because those are the players that have really worked out for Penn State. You look at the guys that have that explosive power and the ability to turn the corner – that's what you got there in uh, Jamonte Waller. I'll be I'll be fascinated to see what his measurables are after this weekend. That's the biggest thing. Uh, same with here. Uh, I will want to learn: is he really six two? Is he? <laughs> from what I've learned, if if he's six two two twenty and is not verified, he's probably closer to six foot and a half. Yep. And uh, you know, somewhere between two hundred two ten, something like that. There. I believe the two twenty. I could see six I, foot two twenty because he's thick on film. But yeah, mm-hmm. anywhere from six foot to six two. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. We'll learn more. I think, like I said, I think because of that size, I think Penn State may know a thing or two as well. I think they're leaning a little bit more towards linebacker. But mm-hmm. uh, when I put on the film of all these guys earlier in the week, this was certainly the one that kind of grabbed my attention the most. All right, so let's get to number one. Number one. All right, now this is another defensive end that I think we're going to be talking about a lot in Benedict Ume. And look... He end? blowing. Yes. <laughs> First well, thing maybe I look at it. This is a thick dude. Yeah. So, but he's but he's explosive too, man. And like, so we'll see. He 
65240. Again, we need to get numbers. Uh, go look at this kid's Twitter feed. Go search him. Like, this guy looks like Denied Dennis Sutton, but a little bit even more jacked, ripped, athletic, whatever you want to call him. Uh, this is this reminds me a lot of Deny in, in some ways here. So do do those researches there, T-Fank. You'll see what I mean. Uh, n- another, another guy who doesn't have a rating yet. I, if this guy's not a four-star player, then Charles, we need to have a talk, buddy. Because uh, <laughs> th- th- this is a really impressive prospect. 37 offers now. He's got two dozen offers since the start of December. I mean, talk about someone who's blowing up. Th- there might not be a prospect in the Northeast region who is hotter than Benedict Ume at the moment. So uh, just some background. Born in Nigeria, uh, moved to Canada when he was six years old. Uh, from talking to his coaches, I think education schools are going to be massive. That's incredibly important with his parents. Uh, a couple of the names you know, thrown at me, Penn State, Michigan, Duke, Stanford, all, all make a lot of sense, right? Great education schools. But, but what we don't know, what we're not going to know for a little while is he needs to take some visits. And I believe this Penn State visit will be his first true visit. I think he's done one or two camps. But when it comes to really uh, visiting a school, learning more about a school, uh, this is going to be his first opportunity to do that. So uh, reportedly runs a 4.740, jumps 10 feet. I mean, there's so much here that is very intriguing if those numbers are correct. And, uh, you know, from talking to his coach, from talking to people in Nome, this is a guy who makes a lot of sense for Penn State when it comes to education and caring about the things, not going too far from home from his parents. That's another thing that's been mentioned to me. So let's see where it stacks up. But I need to learn more about him. This will be our first chance to really do that. But as of now, there's a lot to like here about Benedict Ume. Yeah, dude's huge. <laughs> yeah, you jack- did you research him? I mean, he's yeah. yeah, massive. So I don't know if I, I, I can put these on. I don't want to put anything on on the. Yeah, YouTube don't feed don't do that. that. Don't do that. But trouble, just just but research yeah. them if you guys want to see. I mean, just 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 Google them. I mean, there's some shots of this guy where it's like, man, he should be like a bodybuilder or something. It's incredible um, how how uh, it's going to sound weird, but how good looking he is. That sounded weird, but anyway, good looking <laughs> prospect. We'll say. I mean, there's a lot for if you're a Penn State coach, uh, this is somebody you want to you really want to uh, get in your program. So. We'll see uh, how it stacks up. I was trying to find some stats. Couldn't find stats on the season. I know, like, I think what Coach Hooley was telling me, his coach at Avon, was I think he played four games at West Toronto Prep last year. So very raw. And then this was his first full season uh, playing at Avon. And, I mean, you're just looking at it. I mean, 24 offers in a little under two months. I can't remember the last time I saw someone blow up that quickly. I mean, there's got to be somebody out there, I'm sure, if you, if, you, if you showed me it. But, man, 24 offers in six weeks, seven weeks, that's really impressive. So those are the five most interesting players that are visiting this weekend. Ryan, you killed it today. Thank you, as always. Anything before we get going, as always? Yeah, I was just trying to look at the list to see if there's anybody else I kind of left off. I mean, we're maybe Vabu Tori is going to be here. I didn't want to talk about him too much today just because I, I'm kind of not 100% sure if he's going to make it. So I, I normally would have kept a guy like that in the list, but I, I just trying to get a better feel for if he's going to make it or not. Tori's a, a four-star safety prospect out of Irvington, New Jersey. Let's see. There should be a contingent of guys from Emetep Charter. I think Kenny Woosley's a player fans should know by now. Good-looking corner. Uh, as I hear Mathis is a younger younger defensive end, but it looks like he's a potential top 100 prospect. And uh, multiple other names, too. I think Elijah Moore from Good Counsel is a good player. A um, few others, too, that uh, fans can get into. Kari Jackson, too, linebacker out of West Bloomfield, should be on campus. I believe he's on campus today, actually, uh, similar 
to uh, Javante Waller. But uh, again, 20 plus scholarship guys should be somewhere around 20 to 24 scholarship guys, which stacks up pretty well. I still think that would be the deepest uh, junior day we've seen so far. Do I see many commitments coming out of it? No. I mean, this these visits set you up for March and April and, and of course, then getting official visits, which is when you see the, the real surge of commitments moving forward. But we will have complete coverage uh, Saturday night into Sunday. I promise I will work during the AFC Championship and NFC Championship games. Sorry I'll take over bills, for by you. The way. Yeah, I don't, I don't care anymore. About the bills. Sorry. No. Yeah. Dark times. All right. We're I did say. I did say. Uh, whether people believe me or not, um, somebody asked me about this this week, and I said, I kind of put it to bed after Von Miller got injured. Like, this team you did, you had told me too that. many injuries. Too mm-hmm. many injuries. You lost your best uh, secondary player for most of the season um, with Micah Hyde. Davis White wasn't healthy, even though he came back. You lose Von Miller. Like, the strength of the team became just Josh Allen. And and I don't, you know, we don't need to get into all of it, but I would no, be keep fine. I would be fine is if they found a new offensive coordinator ne- next year because Brian Dayball, you saw what he did with the Giants and with Daniel Jones, taking the worst parts of his game and coaching that out of him. I don't feel like anyone was taking the worst parts of Josh Allen's game and coaching them out of him. That They were leaning into all of his bad tendencies, which is throwing the ball to the other team, not playing the quarterback position by the traditional standard of taking checkdowns, reading the defense, and not just trying to be the most aggressive version of a dude that can throw the ball to any part of the field. Do that when you need to, not all the time. This is why I said we shouldn't get into it. That's we got to get going. That's your your free podcast about the Bills. Uh, say, let's just do one on Monday. <laughs> we'll be we'll be back on Monday. We'll talk to you then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.